Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Welcome to today's episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. Now, you guys know that I take my work really serious, but I also like to have a lot of fun. And in this 2020 year of possibility, as I call it, we all have, we've all been dealing with this thing we call COVID-19. And, and I was Googling around and I thought, okay, I got to go find a cookie. I don't want to eat another cookie. And, and in, in my fun, fun little search, I have found a really amazing, fun author. Her name is Janella McIntyre. She is the author of a book called Soft Skills for Tough Cookies, Dealing with Difficult Managers. And she made me stop going after the cookie to, to go, well, how is this mindfulness and how do I get this, this woman on our show? Janella is an expert in helping organizations develop productive, profitable, and psychologically safe workplaces. With over 17 years experience, she's trained, she's coached thousands of people from Fortune 5 companies to small independent organizations and even the Canadian military. This woman knows her stuff. If you know me, I love a good cookie and I know the power of soft skills. We would, Janelle and I are going on a mission. We're going to rebrand soft skills. Welcome to the show. We're so glad that you have said yes to joining us in this conversation. Well, thank you very much. I'm very, really happy to be here. Thanks for the introduction. That was good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so, so fun to, to get to meet people across the world now in this 2020 adventure. And Janelle, I didn't tell you this, but I don't, I don't tend to call this the year of COVID. I don't call it, I, I don't call it a pandemic. I call this a year of possibility. And I, I, as I was reading your book and we have had the opportunity to, to chat a little bit, I think you're experiencing that too, that the, the sadness of, oh my gosh, it had to be this way, but wow, what an opportunity for us to share your work in soft skills. Mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. I, I thought maybe there is we're really focused certainly on on the change in the world and and the quote unquote new normal and all that stuff and as we start to enter back into the workplace be it remotely one of the things that i think is would be nice if we didn't have to deal with and that would be difficult styles or difficult personality types or in my book it's called difficult managerial styles because there is a way to understand them and there's a way to work more effectively if you're in that position, either being what I call a tough cookie or working with a tough cookie. Well, you know, one of the, the new daily realities is the, the acceleration of, of the email situation um, and, and the automation of email. <laughs> and 
as someone who teaches mindfulness, I personally struggle with this because I, I love the fact that you know when you get an email from me, I've read it. I know it's coming from you. And yet I still get this, these people that message me, well, Holly, you didn't send that email. Well, no, I really did. <laughs> and that really was me. Um, what's your take on soft skills in email and video? Like, how are we going to do all of this now? Because there is an intuitive energy that we can exchange, but some of us haven't had that opportunity because we only know each other on email. Mm -hmm, exactly. Well, it certainly translates into how we, um, how we email someone, what we say, whether we're um, overly direct, which is generally the, what I call the ginger snap, whether we respond really too quickly. Um, we have the, the, the ginger snap will often re respond when it's uh, too, as I said, too quickly and too aggressively, maybe too directly. Um, so it really has an impact on not only how we communicate face to face, but how we deal with emails. And of course, if you're someone who is more of a sugar cookie, you might end up being quite affronted by someone who's a ginger snap, meaning you have said, well, hello, Janella, how are you? And that would be a sugar cookie. I hope things are going well. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, and then you get an email that says no. So, you know, you asked a question and they just, no. Or the letter K to agreed, agreed, yeah. okay. So they just give you a K and they're like, what? Right. So, yeah, it's, it's difficult, of course, because we don't have the nonverbal communicate. You know, we don't have all of the nonverbal cues. And I also think too that when you're communicating via things like the, the video chats, um, you really need to focus on those soft skills. How, how is the other person doing? Because it's harder. Like you can maybe tell if you're face to face, although soft skills, tough cookies aren't really known to do that very well, but they're going to do it even less well over digital communication than they do face to face. So, so Janela, in the book, there's 12 cookie types. Is this one of those things like, I am what I eat? Like, I am the queen lover of chocolate chip cookies. Like, what does that make me? And, and I love that you're smiling. Some of you are going to get the audio of this. Some of you are going to get video. Janela's smiling with, with, with joy as I say, am I a chocolate chip cookie? You know, out of all of the cookies that I didn't really find over the last 20 years, it was the chocolate chip cookie. That, made, that so fits for me. <laughs> you know, you, the uniqueness. Yes, we have not found you yet. Yeah, there we go. Um, I know the chocolate chip cookie, the most you know, uh, common. But what happened was over those years, I would see patterns of behavior. And I think anyone that observes people, works with people, you sort of start to see patterns of behavior and patterns of styles and patterns of handling conflict, patterns of interacting with others. And then I noticed some of the real obvious ones like the ginger snap, someone who rises to get angry really quickly and then doesn't, is not angry very quickly. Um, and often that doesn't come out very well as a, as a leader. Um, so I came up with 12 styles and just, I don't know, it was this wonderful thing. I thought, you know what? They are cookies and I called them tough cookies and I really actually call them all cookies. There are 12 different styles of managerial styles um, that are correlated to the contents or the recipe or the ingredients of a cookie. 
So as we've been navigating this, your book came out in November of, of 2019. You, you know, it's amazing how all the authors I'm speaking to, like, like they all wrote their books, <laughs> but didn't really know what they were writing it for. And yet it's like the right message at the right time. I'm curious, as you've been working with your companies over the last six months, were people one type of managerial style, one type of cookie, say, December, January, February of this time? And then are they able now to like twice bake themselves and now they're becoming a new style cookie? And, and if so, how did they do that? Right. Well, any any of the tough cookies, any of the 12 tough cookies, if they work at um, two things, one is self-awareness and flexibility. So becoming self-aware of what they're doing that's having a negative impact on others and being able to know then as a result, what do I need to learn as a leader, as a manager, as a supervisor, so that I can communicate better with the people that I work with. Um, so the, the 13th cookie is called the Baker's Dozen. And it is the monster cookie because um, in each of the chapters, it says, what do you need to do in order to become, uh, in order to increase your soft skills? If you increase your soft skills, you become aware, you become more flexible, then you become a monster cookie. So in a monster in this place is a good thing because in Canada, we put smarties in our monster cookies. Um, and so I thought, yeah, you know, people who have learned, some of the clients I've worked with, really practicing behaviors that are might be a bit foreign to them uh, or, well, not well-developed, they become monster cookies because they become smart, be um, smart uh, with, their, with their skills. Yeah. So they, um, I, yeah, so they're monsters. So everyone wants to be a monster. It's a bit odd. Well, that's the beauty of life Life in this cross-cultural world is uh, we, we get to put our ears on our heart and listen just a little bit more. I think that's another great tool that we all need to work on. And, and sometimes it's it's listen with your actual ears on your heart. And sometimes it's rereading that email one more time, either before you send it as a, as a leader or manager or before, or, or as you're receiving it as the, as the team may. I think this skill is one of the critical mindful leader skills as we refresh, renew, whatever going back to work may look like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And in difficult times, we, we get tougher quicker. So the less, um, the behaviors become more extreme. Um, we move into them uh, more readily and we might use behaviors that are not uh, helpful to us or to the people around us, but it's more of a reaction than a response. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, under stress, we get tougher and there's a lot of stress going on. Yeah, and this is this is actually a really great time, Janella, to to let people know a little bit about the book that you wrote before because they complement each other so well. The book you wrote before, this was called Five Steps to Reducing Stress, Recognizing What Worked. And that's as a corporate trainer, that's so important because right now everybody's going stress, 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 stress. I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed. But you actually provide a toolbox of what you call micro strategies that are identified, again, kind of based on your personality types, because we know in mindfulness, we've got seven practices because they don't all work for everybody. Can you maybe break down, down what one of those micro strategies is that 
might work for the broadest listener. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm actually going to just mention the three, uh, three areas. Um, one is to think differently. So it's cognitive intervention. One is to actually physically do something with your body. And the other one is to change how you feel. And it's kind of like um, door number one, number two, or number three, depending upon your personality type, meaning what has worked for you in the past, then that's the quickest way for you to reduce the stress or rather increase your relaxation response so that it offsets the stress response. So for example, if you say to me, Janelle, you know, you're feeling very stressed, you need to go work out. I'd say, thank you very much. I absolutely know I should do that. It ain't happening. So that's not going to do me much good tonight. Um, if you say you need to think differently, I'm too overwhelmed by emotions to be able to do that. So if, however, because I'm an emotional based person and I know myself, if I can actually swap out the feeling, do something that creates a feeling that will trigger relaxation response like appreciation and recognition pardon me appreciation and um humor are the two um are the two things you want to achieve if you want to switch your emotions so i will um you know i'll look at a youtube video where you know someone like on maybe one of the singing shows was not supposed to be any good and then they just came out with this wonderful story and they blew the whole place away and i'm like that's so wonderful so it may sound a little silly, but my emotion has changed and your body is so good at being able to catch that break and work back at getting into the balance between the, the two systems, the relaxation response and the stress response. So look to see what you did before and has worked. And that's the first thing I ask people. Do you tend to go out for a walk? Is that because you like moving your body or is that because you like being in nature, what you see, what you smell? And so if you like to say, I like to work out, then that's the thing you need to do. Get up and go for a walk. But if you're the person who likes to change emotions, then you do something, maybe that's going out for a walk because you get to feel differently. Or in the case of um, the uh, uh, Linda, who's the person that works in business with me, um, she is a thinker. So she needs to have a plan B. So she will think, okay, what do I need to do differently so that this doesn't happen again? She has a plan B, a plan C, and plan D. So if you can, if you can kind of know yourself to the point whether you should do any one of those first, the other two will come along. So what does it say about me that, uh, that, that I joked about baking? I'm, I'm, I, I, my stress reduction system is baking and eating cookies. <laughs> I, it's true, but, I, but uh, I, I, am, I am kidding. Although I do, I do joke, if I baked everything that, that I ever wanted to bake, I'd be as big around as I am tall. And my neighbors have been the generous recipient of many, oh. many stressful experiences because you know, I bake and I, I, I say I release it out into the universe. I would suggest that emotion would be the, the door for you. But I also, um, and that's just an intuitive response, because if you're saying, you know, I, I, this is what I do, it's probably not a change in, in your chem body chemistry in terms of the food actually doing something to you, but probably the change in the emotion, which I think really speaks to what you do as well, right? The mindfulness, teaching mindfulness, which in itself is accessing all aspects of who you are but i for me personally it's it's also accessing the uh emotion um and being able to really focus on something that help adjust the state and that i believe is 
the gift that I hope we keep from this time of possibility is most of my executive clients, I'm sure many of your leadership clients, we were go, 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 go without regard for time, space, feeling, whatever. I just, I got to get to the next thing. I got to get to the next thing. And, you know, even, even in the early weeks of this, of this new COVID-19 experience, some of my friends were still going, going, going that, um, that a book like this, giving yourself the gift of reading even just a few pages a night can inspire you again to feel and work with someone like Janelle or myself to work on languaging that for yourself so that you can utilize that in the workplace. We know that this stress reaction, good and bad, interesting and, and interesting and more interesting, costs industries billions of dollars each year. So I'm curious, in your bio it says you even worked with the Canadian military and people always say to me, oh, mindfulness, Holly, that's, that's good for the, you know, the 27-year-old on her yoga mat. And, and you are just like, like the work we do at the Everyday Mindfulness Show, you're taking your light and this gift into some of those places people might not think about. So what's your experience with something like that in the military? Um, I find that which is kind of cool that in the final analysis, people are people. And if uh, I think any information uh, as, as a facilitator, if you're presenting the information in a way that makes sense for your participants, I think then you're able to speak the same language. So whether it's military or, and I work with within childcare or, um, agencies a lot, you know, we're still people. We still want to do what we think is right. And we still want to be able to connect um, with others. And, and so the cookie, def, the cookie uh, uh, personality types came from sort of a, you know, more of the people who are more tough. And that's kind of the group that I work with mostly, which is tough cookies. But almost always people don't intend to be this way. And I also find that with uh, within the Canadian military, the leadership is strong and teams are strong. And as we today, the Canadian military and the military is hope, but Canadian military is different than it was 15 years ago or 20 years ago. Definitely more open to things such as post-traumatic stress and um, understanding that when military members are working with civilians that there's a different kind of approach that's required. So bottom line, people are people, they respond the same way. Um, it's just a case of how do I take what I know now and apply it to a different environment. So I found no difference, my easy answer. No, I think it's a beautiful answer. And, I, and I'm loving that right now in a world where we're borders and boundaries and walls and you can't go here and you can't go there and you know yet <laughs> again there's we're having this you know, home is work and work is home and and everybody's navigating this you know I, I recently interviewed um, Mike Robbins and he just wrote a book we're all in this together mm -hmm. and and all of us on some spectrum we have our tough cookie days we have our soft soft cookie days and and yet really getting clear about that intersection you say the intersection of technical skills and interpersonal skills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, as the, the, the traveling dials up or the in-person meetings dial up or, or dial down, this, 
this intersection of technology and interpersonal is going to be more important than ever. If you were going to give a, give our listeners a homework assignment, something that to, to, to continue to hone that intersection, what would that be? Homework assignment so that they would strengthen that, that technical skill and interpersonal skill. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, number one, you, uh, you focus it on yourself. First of all, you need to understand three things. One, um, you need to notice yourself and how you're feeling, what you're doing and how you're reacting or acting or responding. Number one, notice yourself. Number two, notice how the other person likes to communicate and more closely approximate that type of communication. And then number three, which is something we tend not to do face-to-face -face or virtually, is understand the impact that we have on others. So if you can work on those three things, you won't be a tough cookie. I, I, I just, I, I pause in that space to, to let the listener pause in that space because it is that, that's quiet, still small voice that we need to tune into more to understand the impact. And we say at the Everyday Mindfulness, mindfulness is the practice of being present in the moment without judgment. And, and embedded in your statement, there is also that, that practice of not, not judging that impact, but having some awarefulness, mindfulness mm -hmm. that, that there is, and there always will be. And that's, that may result in good or bad, but at our heart, at our core of humanity, we're, we're, try, we're trying to do that, that good for the world that is our unique gift to give. Yeah, absolutely right. The awareness, increasing your strength in awareness is absolutely key. So it's not, it's about you, but it's not about you. It's about enough about you to be aware so that you are learn to be aware of the other person and your impact on them. It's awareness. So I'm coming at you from, from USA. You're, you're in, in Canada and we're, we're looking at massively different leadership styles, massively different, different impacts in the world. If, if somebody's listening to this show and they they're saying to themselves, gosh, you know, I don't even know my personality type. I don't know any of that. How would somebody get to know that? Can they get to know that? How do, can they use your book to get that help, help that person? Because I think a lot of us are just now waking up to ourself. Mm -hmm. And those of us who've been awake are awakening to a new self that we thought we might be. Exactly. Well, the book is, uh, the first part of the book describes all 12 cookie types and it describes strengths and challenges. And then it also, in the second part of it, goes into a little bit more detail on all the different types. And it says, you know, if you've experienced this in feedback from others, because tough cookies maybe don't pay attention to the feedback. Um, and so if you, if you pay attention to feedback um, and you look for patterns and Yeah, I it kind of lost myself there. Yeah. Be aware of your, your own personal style, I think, is the key. One of the things I appreciated about your the book is, is you really start with the question. And throughout many episodes of the Everyday Mindfulness Show, we talk about the power of a question for yourself, by yourself, to access yourself. Mm -hmm. And so there's, you know, in, in the, the bio, it says, have you ever worked with a manager who's difficult to get along with? 
and you can read it that way, but you can also say to yourself right now in this time of transformation, have I ever been the manager mm-hmm. who's been difficult to, to get along with? Or, you know, how in the world do I ever work with this type of person? Right. Have I ever been that person who's difficult to work with? And um, while we can do these tests all day long on, online and all that, there's a strength in coming back right now to that power of your own intuition. And as you use uh, Janela's steps to reduce stress, you start to recognize yourself in these questions. Right, exactly. And that was, thank you very much, because that was a piece that uh, I was reaching for, which is an, in each chapter, there are specific behaviors that you can look and say, oh yeah, you know what? I, I do that. Or yeah, people have told me I do that. Or, oh yeah, okay. Or no, I don't do that at all. And in reality, what people do when they read the book is that they'll say, well, I'm a little sugar cookie, but I'm a little ginger snap. So the other key to determining um, what your quote unquote type might be, and remember, it's just a collection of behaviors, is to take a look at what happens under a great deal of stress. And gosh, there is certainly a lot of that right now. So if you tend to snap and get really angry quickly and then not angry very quickly, chances are your stress response or your response or reaction would be that of a ginger snap, um, and which is the, the ginger, the heat, and so on. So yeah, there's questions in there. And also take a look at what you've done under a great deal of stress. And what have you had feedback on? So then is this a book that I could do with my team? Or can you come in and help us facilitate a conversation around this? How, how does that work? Excellent. We do both. Um, I've, I've used it uh, with individual clients. And uh, so, for example, the black and white cookies, really a common, that, that, that shows up a lot. That's a better word. It shows up a lot. And we ha- I have a one-day workshop wherein we look at what are the 12 different styles and how do we deal with that. And then people are checking off. You know, people in their life, they're going, oh, yeah, I work with a sh- Oh, I really do work with an imperial cookie. Oh, my goodness, what should we do? And we look, what do you do? Um, and then, of course, we always ask. I always ask, what cookie do you think you are? And we come out with a, a profile where the person says, I'm a little of this or I'm a, I'm a little oatmeal raisin. And there's one cookie in there that's a little different, and that's the shortbread cookie. And it really is more about organizations than, than individuals, but it certainly can be individuals. And it's organizations who, um, who really put a lot of pressure on employees because they think they'll get better performance out of them. <laughs> I don't know why we still think that. Um, but so short-term gain for long-term pain. Uh, which is a shortbread cookie, not using quality ingredients. If you want a really good shortbread, you need quality ingredients, not cheap margarine. You need butter. So it's like the quality ingredients are are required when that an organization means motivations, uh, providing rather recognition, um, rapport, understanding, and just a whole myriad of leadership qualities that, you know, we're not really seeing sometimes. One of the things I love about doing the show is I get to talk to folks whose careers have evolved and grown and changed. And you you take kind of the best of your own personal passions together. And we've got five steps to reducing stress and recognizing what works. That was one of your early books. Now, soft skills for tough cookies, dealing with different difficult managers. But when I was doing some research on you, I found something else I thought was a little fun. You are also the author of a children's book. And we haven't got to uh, um, interview too many children's book authors, but you've brought a special guest with you today, Tucker, um, your beautiful, cute, adorable dog, who is a, is a skilled 
person in your life utilizing his own intuitive knowing. Talk a little bit about that book so that people can use your children's book also as a tool to start teaching these skills to their kids. Because we've got a lot of kids that are home this summer, and um, I'm sure the parents will love to have a little, little fun with their kids as well and get to meet Tucker. Well, it's a, it's a children's book about Tucker, and it's called Tucker Times the Chase, and it's all about the things that he likes to chase, like the squirrels and the birds, and the idea is that, you know, chasing birds is not what we do, because, and it's rhymes, of course, because uh, it's fun, and because they'll, they'll fly away from you, and the idea is that we have to learn to uh, live with others in, in a world, and what you do want to do instead of chasing the poor squirrel or the rabbit or the, or the, um, uh, what is Elsie is, but you want to chase the ball, right? So mom has the ball for you. And yeah, so that, and there's also a coloring book that's, a, that is attached to, it's called Seasons of Play. So it's an activity book that children can, can do and, and work with Tucker through the seasons. It's been fun. My third book is called Mindful Leadership, The A to Z Guide of Stress-Free Leadership. And it was an adult mandala coloring book. And right now in a world that's, that you could say is whipped up in fear, it's also whipped up in fun and whipped up in opportunity where a lot of us are, are getting the opportunity to learn to bake cookies or spend more time with their dog or read a business book or a sales book um, to learn a new skill about themselves and a skill that they can share with the world. So I wanted to make sure that we share that you're a living, breathing example of this. And I, you know, I'm, we're not just having this conversation on the show because it was an email. It, it's your life's work. And so how can people get more of you? Right. I think the best place would be to go to my website, which is partnersindiscovery.com. That's the name of my company, Partners in Discovery. And you'll see there the books and also a little bit of what, what I do. So I, I certainly do training remotely. I work with people individually on a number of areas, whether they're in leadership, mostly in, you know, if they're not doing well. Um, I, I coach some of the more difficult cases within organizations. Um, so I know yeah, go to my website. You'll see pretty much who I am, what I do there. And um, there's contact information there as well. Awesome. Janelle, we're so grateful that you took the time to write these books, to reach out to us, get me away from the cookie jar and, and give, give me back into baking up the life that I want to live. And so if you, like so many of us right now, are reimagining your life and how you want to curate it and what you want to have in your life for yourself or your kids, please take the time to get Janella's book. It's available on Amazon. Um, and I certainly invite her to come work with you as an individual or in your organization. Any last words of wisdom for us before we let you go? Uh, I would just, I'd like to say I love the way that both stress and uh, tough cookies and mindfulness come together. I really do. And I think when you said that, that was like, yeah, this is how it all ties down. It all ties together about self-awareness and helping others because we really are in this together. So thank you. Well, I'm so glad that you could come on board. Please consider yourself a friend of the show. We would love to have you back. I know we just barely scratched the surface today, um, but please stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll look forward to seeing you on another episode. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm -hmm.